What is up, guys? I am jazzed up for today's podcast, but before we get into it, I need to make sure you're aware that you do not have to have shitty social media. You don't have to have crappy social media for your micro gym. If you're having a hard time thinking of what to type, what image to post, when to post, I can fix that for you. I have partnered up with a professional copywriting company called Creative Matters, and we have worked with over 10 different micro gyms and taken on these clients to help transform their social media into telling their specific brand story, educating them as to what kind of images need to be taken, what are the storylines that they want to spell out for their prospective clients and then getting to know their brand and creating copy specifically to them. This is not rinsed and repeated bullshit copy. That it's This is not like the men's warehouse of copy where you're just getting shit that anybody could try on. We are tailor creating every single unique piece of copywriting to your brand, your avatar, the things that are local to you. We will use the names of the local breweries and the, you know, the, uh, hiking trails in your area, if that's something your people do. We'll talk about relative things like your football team and your town, if that's relative to your avatar. We do a full deep dive discovery call. We learned about you and your brand and we deliver you in two weeks enough copywriting that when you parlay it with 150 images, which we will talk to you and teach you how to get, you have six months of social media content. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you're tired of having your social media be subpar, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll get you squared away. Guys, enjoy the fucking podcast. What is up guys? It is Stu and it is another episode of the What The Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Got a lot of good feedback uh, on a recent episode I uploaded, uh, how to build wealth with your micro gym. A lot of really interesting feedback, which makes me believe that we, I need to make more content around this. So for this one today, I, number one, if you haven't listened to that podcast, I just referenced it's, you know, go scroll down a little bit. You'll see it. It's, um, it's right around, I don't know, maybe like a week, two weeks out tops beyond that. Uh, the other thing I would highly recommend is going to the five-part series I did on buying a building. So I think you literally just Google WTF Gym Talk, buying a building, you'll find the five-part podcast series. Now, for today's podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about um, how I'd like to take this content for you guys and, and how I can help, hopefully help more. Would you be interested in content where I talk more about the commercial real estate side of utilizing your micro gym to build wealth in that vein? That is obviously a vein I have done. I understand it very, very well. I, uh, you know, I've consulted on this for plenty of micro gyms who have purchased their own uh, commercial real estate are now using that to develop a wealth strategy. If this is something you're really interested in, let me know. Um, it, it would have to be so I probably just end up having to create additional courses in MGU around it. Cause it's so, I mean, it's a lot of math and whiteboard and you've got to talk. I mean, it's nothing that I could, I mean, I could talk about on the pod. I mean, I did the five part podcast on buying the building, but this would be something I'd probably put behind MGU just cause it would be so fucking in depth. We have a master course inside of MGU called future planning. And this is probably where that would go. If that's something you're interested in, let me know, please shoot me a DM and but it, for now, let's just let's talk about a little bit more uh, general. So, if you've decided that you want to build wealth with your micro gym, and you have the belief or you have the reality that it's not going to cash flow enough to where you're going to be able to put away 
three grand a month, whatever whatever number like you or your personal financial planner or whatever you guys have kind of agreed upon, you need to sock away into some type of retirement index fund, you know, whatever the market, whatever wherever you're putting it, the S&P, anywhere, if 401k, I mean, it could be whatever. Uh, if your business isn't going to cash flow that way, all right? But you believe that you've got enough profit on the books and years in the books that you could acquire commercial real estate. Now, this is this is kind of unique in this situation because in order to acquire commercial real estate, you got to have cash, some amount of cash. Generally, if you're doing an SBA 504 loan, you need to have 10% down. Now, if that's the case and you can get 10%, then proceed. But I'm going to talk to you guys as if you can't get the 10% and what to do with that. All right. Again, this is going to be way more high level than uh, what I'd probably want to do inside of MGU, but I... I'd have to set up multiple different scenarios and get really in-depth, and I'm not trying to make a 45-minute podcast on this. So I just want to give you guys a good general sense of this. For micro-gym owners that I work with that want to, like it's literally like my number one goal with my gym is to purchase commercial real estate for my wealth strategy, then what I tell them is we need to find a strategic real estate partner. Now remember, you choose partners for one of three, if not multiple reasons. One, they have the cash that you don't to get the deal done that you can't. Number two, they are strategic partners, meaning they have an in into a network, into an industry. They have a business that would be complimentary that you'll be, you know, you'll be able to use their resources for. It's a strategic partner in which you're only really partnering with the person because they are going to open you up to a world that you otherwise would not have had access to easily. And then the third one is a skill set partner. Somebody who complements the things you lack and you identify those skill sets as completely via or uh, needed for the business's viability. All right? So those are the three cash, strategic, skill. For a commercial real estate play, you're looking at probably one and two cash and strategic. So, for example, let's say you have a member who is in commercial real estate. Let's just make this, let's just start with the easiest one. He, may, he or she is maybe a broker or he or she is maybe an investor or they work for a property management company or something like that. They are in the commercial real estate world. You would approach this individual and say, hey, listen, I would love to talk with you about this at a high level. I've always wanted to uh, purchase a building and be an owner operator in it for a period of time. I've been really looking into the SBA 504 loan, and I was curious if you would ever have any interest in discussing a potential partnership and going in on a building. It's as simple as that. Now, with that being said, you need to also definitely, definitely understand that this individual, right, whatever he is in the commercial real estate world, he, the only value you really bring to the table is that he gets to purchase a building in which he knows he has a tenant. And then you guys are going to have to come up to in your agreement, what is the minimum amount of time you need to be in the building? The SBA is going to say it's 10 years. You got to be in the building for at least 10 years. They're going to also probably, they're going to say that, you know, there's going to be a 10 year prepayment penalty, a waterfall. 
which means in year one, you would pay a 10% fee. Year two, you'd pay nine. Year three, you'd pay eight. And it waterfalls down till zero after year 10. So, I mean, there's, you know, that, that's a high, that, that's probably the first thing you'd go after, right? You want to invest in commercial real estate, but you don't have the money to put down. Then your only value proposition is that you would be a tenant. Now, what you need to understand in this scenario, you paying rent doesn't, in, in some scenarios, shouldn't always create a ton of equity because you were going to have to pay rent anyway, all right? However, your rent does hold value because now this person you're partnering with, if he were to purchase another piece of spec commercial real estate property, he would have to lease it and pay broker's fees on that. And I mean, like there's, there's, you know, and then, you know, he might have a tenant that drops out in two years. In this scenario that I've crafted, this is a customer who obviously probably wants to see you succeed, wants to selfishly still have his or her gym to work out at. And you know, you've got a track record of a handful of years of you know, being able to pay your rent because realistically, you're probably going to be able to get a mortgage at or cheaper than your current rent. So this other this investor, this individual should probably feel pretty confident in bringing you on as a partner and you guys can negotiate something. You got to come up with you know, what's a preferred return going to be for both of you? Are you putting any cash down? Are they putting all the cash down? It, it gets complicated, which is again, why I can't really hammer this home. Um, I'm, I'm going to need a lot more, I need a lot more runway to do that for you guys. But so that's scenario one. That's a really easy scenario. It'd be like a dream scenario for a lot of you. The next scenario is you be looking for someone who would be just more of a cash partner, not really strategic. That first one, he's strategic. Yes, they probably have the cash, but they also understand the industry. They're able to get a good deal. They probably could bird dog something with you really quick. The next partner is cash. And that person that's bringing cash is maybe has no commercial real estate experience at all, much like you. And that was me and my business partner, all right? Me and my dude, Ed. As my kid's godfather, one of my best friends, you know, he had done some, he had done residential real estate pretty successfully. He wanted to do commercial, but he didn't know Dick. And I was like, well, I don't know Dick either, um, but I've got money, you've got money. We can we can go take a run at this if I, bur- if I find something. When I say bird dog, like I hunted shit down. That was the one thing I was always really good at. I found every building I ever leased. I never had a broker bring it to me. The building I bought, I bird dogged. It wasn't even on the market. I, w- I just always had a good nose for that of being able to go and just ask the right questions and get in and talk with owners and take them out to lunch or dinner, and you know work on you know the the deals that became my commercial uh, leases and then obviously my purchase. So. You know, we, we had some skill sets. I, he had a full-time job. I owned a gym, but it was running itself. So I was able to bird dog this thing and go out and hunt and meet with fucking landlords and all this. So we had a good partnership on both fronts. He gets a tenant in the building that's reliable. I get someone to split the cash up front with me. Uh, he gets someone who's going to hustle and grind and, you know, bird dog a location and really, you know, you know, negotiate and sell his way into the heart of the landlord or the owner to sell it. Um, and I've got someone who's got a, you know, a good business brain on him, uh, has done a lot of really successful things with his money and his career. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good strategic slash cash partnership. And, you know, I would recommend for you guys, that's kind of what you're looking for. The next per thing up, like I said, is cash. 
is someone who also would complement your skill set maybe or be somewhat strategic for you. But mainly what they bring there is cash, either all the cash that you need or half the cash or 60% of it, whatever you guys agree upon. These are really your two only options. Now, the third option, which is like a lease to own, is okay, but I'll tell you this, lease to owns take a long time to own. They really do. I mean, I've heard of some really good deals where people got a, like, a really good lease to own, um, but typically, guys, those I don't know if you guys know how those work. It'd be like you going to a landlord on a building and saying, hey, I really want to buy this, but I can't afford it, and them taking pity on you and saying, cool, here's how it goes. Uh, the rent is four grand a month, and everything you pay after that, we will go ahead and apply to the balance. And then what you know, I will sell it to you at X rate. And in 10 years, six years, five years, that rate is good until then. At that point, if you haven't bought it from me, the rate's gonna go up. So you've got this window, whatever you guys agree upon, for you to go ahead and be overpaying your rent and to eat away at the balance. And then hopefully you're able to save up some cash and also be able to go buy this building, but for far less because you've been kind of overpaying into it. The, the cost of the building has gone down now. Um, that is, that's the hardest one because it requires you to overpay and also still have cash flow left over to save for the down payment. So I know a lot of you guys are running on margins that allow for that. So that's why I use that as the last example. By the way, like this is just you know uh, a high level kind of conversation. I, I know that wealth, you know, a lot of you guys are now, especially if you've been in the game seven to ten years or more, you really start thinking about what's 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 beyond for your family, for yourself personally. You know, besides the self sacrifices you've made as an entrepreneur in the service industry, um, and I, I, I'm here to tell you guys, you, there is wealth to be had. It doesn't even have to be commercial. I'm going to go down deeper into other rabbit holes on this. Commercial is just the one I obviously know the most. Uh, but if I hope this was helpful for some of you guys. And if you are in that position where you even just want to get on a call with me to talk about your current financial situation, you know, if I have any, you know, if I have thoughts or strategies for you as to how you can eventually get into position for commercial real estate, um, you want to talk about some, you know, you got some things you found that are available for purchase or whatever, and you want to talk them through and talk cap rates and all this other shit, please do not hesitate to hit me up, shoot me a DM, we can get on a call. Um, again, I, I hope to make a lot more of this wealth kind of um, content for you guys uh, here soon. I hope you're enjoying it. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.